Uh, you can open your Bibles to Numbers 12, but before we go there, I just want to lead in prayer. Oh God, thank you, oh giver of life, for giving this new baby to Jemima and her husband. Thank you, Lord, for your your gift to each of us of physical life and spiritual life. And thank you that we have your word that meets every need we have. And Lord, we're coming longing for you to speak to us now, that your word would direct our hearts, that you would, Lord, pierce down to the joints and marrows of our hearts and in places that we might not even have thought about. If if this is your will, Lord, we pray that you would bring you would bring great conviction to us if we are in sin. Uh, Lord, please would you lead us in your word and do all of the thousands of good things that you do in us and through us when we hear your word and receive it. Please, Holy Spirit, come and speak to us and challenge us. And Lord, help us to receive whatever you have with a readiness to obey you. We come so boldly because of the precious blood of Christ shed for us. Amen. I want to share a message today uh, that is similar to uh, what Curtis Knapp has shared for us um, back on May 30th. He shared a challenge called Prayer is Not Enough on uh, Joshua and how important it is for us to deal with sin. Uh, the Lord has burdened me with a similar topic. Uh, Lamentations 3, 40 and 41 says, Let us test and examine our ways and return to the Lord. Let us lift up our hearts and hands to God in heaven. There's both examining um, ourselves and then lifting up our hearts and hands, the idea of prayer. Uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones said, If we don't examine ourselves, we will never truly pray and we will live the Christian life entirely on the surface. The story the Lord has directed my heart to today is one of, of a real serious nature. It's the story of Miriam and Aaron speaking against Moses. It's a story that begins the first section with a message to us to beware of envy, slander, and self-promotion. And these go together, these three sins, envy, slander, and self-promotion. Look with me at Numbers 12, verses 1 and 2. And Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman who he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian or Cushite woman. And they said, Hath the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Hath he not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it. First, we see Miriam and Aaron speaking against Moses. Here's their slander, their defamation. Moses was a blameless man. So all they could come up with was his marriage to a Gentile. Surely that's questionable. You can hear Miriam mudslinging on Moses. Would the God of Israel choose as his chief prophet an Israelite man who Chose to become one flesh with an entire woman and a Cushite nonetheless from the cursed line of Ham? Would the holy God only speak through such, such a, a man who may have become defiled 
Perhaps she said things like this in her slander of her brother. And here, her speaking against Moses was for a reason. Was he really concerned about his marriage situation? Was he just so burdened for her brother? No, it was it was just the most convenient topic to bring up to belittle Moses in order to promote herself and Aaron in order to promote himself. They wanted to be counted as important prophets who shared God's message as well. And so Miriam and Aaron become shameless in their open slander of their brother. So brazen in this self-promotion of themselves. How could they come to such a point? One word, envy. Envy, the root of their slander and self-promotion. This envy had blinded their eyes. Now, envy is a, is a subtle sin that sometimes we don't detect that's going on in our hearts. Typically, this envy is, is this strong desire that happens in, in connection with, with people we share and in, in, with common ambitions. Both Miriam and Aaron, they were leaders in Israel. Um, God had used them for very special things in Israel's um, exodus out of Egypt. I mean, Aaron himself, he was the mouthpiece through which God spoke through Moses to Aaron to Pharaoh. A very, very special um, calling there. Um, and Miriam herself, as they, as they cross the Red Sea, she is the one that the Lord empowers to, to lead the Israelite women in this beautiful song, this glorious song of triumph over the chariots of Egypt. And it, it calls her a prophetess in that passage, Exodus 15. Um, and so we see, in the, even in the context of Numbers 11, though, that Something had happened that may have stirred up their envy of Moses. Numbers 11, you go back, it talks about Moses selecting 70 elders because he needed help with leading the people. And God affirmed that these 70 ones were the ones that he chose by taking a portion of his spirit from Moses and placing it on each of these, these 70 men, which resulted in all of them prophesying. Well, guess who's not included in the 70? Miriam and Aaron. Maybe this is the reason why they began to get envious that here they're they're missing out. Envy was the root in their heart that led to their slander and self-promotion. And we must beware lest it does the same in us. What is envy? I like Webster's definition, a resentful awareness of an advantage enjoyed by another with the desire to possess the same advantage. Very important the aspect of resentful awareness. Contrary to popular opinion, envy is not just a natural human emotion that we can just ignore and go on um, just leaving it as it is. Envy is a sin. Now, the initial admiration of someone's qualities, the desire for um, what they have is not a sin in itself, but don't we know how quickly our deceitful hearts cross that line as the desire for good sours into a resentment toward that person? The Bible makes it clear that envy is a sin. Jesus included it in his list in Matthew 7, 721. Jesus said there's 
these, these evil things that come out of our heart that defile us, and envy is one of them, all included in his list in Romans 1.29, describing sinful man, we are full of envy. And then in Galatians 5, 25 and 26, Paul warns that even within the church, this is something that we will struggle with if we don't keep in step with the spirit. If we're not walking in the spirit, we will slip into envying one another. How many of us here, we can testify in a shameful way that this sin has kept us from the joy of being filled with the spirit, of having spirit-saturated fellowship with one another, spirit-led, united prayer, spirit-filled joy and singing to one another, the spiritual receptiveness to God's word when our hearts are turned away and envying a brother or a sister. Is this sin keeping you from God's blessing? Is it keeping God's blessing from you, your family, or your church? Is there sin in, in the camp? Is there sin in our camp? Are we envying one another? Are we slandering one another? Are we trying to promote ourselves? If so, let's confess it today and put an end to it for good. How does Moses respond to Aaron and Miriam? And we see in verse 3, it mentions him as the meekest man, which hints that Moses Moses let, let this pass. He didn't let this bother him. And perhaps even brought it to the Lord in prayer. God had made Moses into a meek man who was able to lead the stubborn Israelites. During his first 40 years in Pharaoh's palace, what did he learn? He learned the opposite of that. He learned to be assertive, domineering, Taking matters into his own hands, which eventually led to him murdering a man. So the Lord, what did he do? He brought Moses out into a lonely wilderness for 40 years to get acquainted with his, his nothingness without the Lord. The Lord taught Moses meekness there in the wilderness so that he was not vigilant to defend his position, eager to defend his reputation. No, he was just the humble servant of God, wanted to do what God told him to do. And so how did Moses respond to this? He, he let it pass or he took it to the Lord. And how did the Lord respond to this? The Lord did not let it pass. What did we read at the end of verse 2? And the Lord heard it. The Lord hears the words that we speak, all of our words, not just the ones we pray to him. And our words affect the Lord. The words of our mouth, they can be pleasing in his sight. Or they can grieve him to his heart. They can fill his heart with gladness. Or they can stir him up to anger. This is what happened here. These words stirred up the Lord's anger. It was aroused by hearing this slander and this self-promotion from these envious hearts. And what did the Lord do? Look at verse 4. And the Lord spake suddenly unto Moses, and unto Aaron, and unto Miriam. Come out, ye three, unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And they three came out. The Lord summoned these three by name. Can you imagine the change that came over Miriam and Aaron? 
at the sound of the voice of the Lord calling their name. All the slanderous speech stopped. All the plans for self-promotion flew out of their minds. They were fear filled with fear and trembling because they heard the voice of the Lord kindled with anger toward them. They obeyed. They came trembling out to the tent. But what happened next? Did the Lord speak to them audibly from heaven? No, look at verse 5. And the Lord came down in the pillar of cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle. The Lord came down. The Lord personally came to them to deal with their sin. What a dread must have seized them after all their babbling about how they were close to God, they could deliver his messages. And now the very God, the Holy One, who was stirred up with anger, had called them into his presence. He was standing before them, standing before them. Well, what does he do? He calls Aaron, Miriam to step forward, separating them from Moses, coming closer to him to give a direct rebuke to them. Notice here, I'm speaking of the dreadful severity and, and anger of God, but look at a father dealing with his children. He calls them to come close to them because he loves them. And he's going to deal with their sin and not leave it. And so he rebukes them in verse 8. Listen to the father talk to his children. Verse 6, and he said, hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. My servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all mine house. With him I will speak mouth to mouth, even apparently or clearly, and not in dark speeches. And the similitude or the form of the Lord shall he behold. Wherefore then, were ye not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Did you hear that? Wherefore then, were ye not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? The Lord rebukes them. Why were you not afraid to speak against my servant? How dare you slander my servant? After this rebuke, Verse 9, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. We might expect an answer. He asked a question, an answer from Aaron and Miriam, but they don't respond back to the Lord. Why didn't they not respond? Are they, are they not repentant yet? Perhaps. Maybe this is why verse 9, that, that the Lord leaves kindled with anger. There's no response. And he leaves kindled with anger. Why? Because this heart of envy that led to slander and self-promotion, it stirs up the flames of God's anger against who? Against his people. Are these sins present among us now? Then the anger of God is burning toward us. Let us confess them and forsake them. As the Lord leaves, he doesn't just leave and 
and leave the matter as it is. He leaves with the discipline for Miriam in verse 10. And the cloud departed from off the tabernacle. And behold, Miriam became leprous, white as snow. And Aaron looked upon Miriam and behold, she was leprous. Lord disciplined Miriam, probably the instigator of all of this, as she's mentioned first. She's now has a deadly disease, a disease that's going to take her life unless there's intervention. And that's what immediately causes Aaron to cry out to Moses in verse 11. And Aaron said unto Moses, Alas, my Lord, I beseech thee, lay not the sin upon us, wherein we have done foolishly, when we have sinned. Let her not be as one dead of whom the flesh is half consumed when he cometh out of his mother's womb. And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, Heal her now, O God, I beseech thee. Praise the Lord. Aaron is brought to confess that he had sinned and confesses on behalf of his sister. We still don't have anything from Miriam. Well, Moses does as Aaron asks. He immediately, he's a meek man. He cries out to the Lord, longing for healing of his siblings, or at least his, his sister. And we have the Lord's response in verse 14. And the Lord said unto Moses, if her father had but spit in her face, should she not be ashamed seven days? Let her be shut out of the camp seven days. And after that, let her be received in again. And Miriam was shut out from the camp seven days. And the people journeyed not till Miriam was brought in again. Behold the severity of God's discipline. He says here, if Miriam had disgraced her family, her father, in such a great way that the father would spit in her face, which was a extreme uh, example of great, of great uh, showing the shame from a father spitting in the face, then would that not affect her more than just a moment? Would she not be ashamed about that for more than more than a few days, at least seven days. So the Lord says she's going to have seven days in her shame, covered with the white spit of the Lord, because he was so grieved and angered by what she did. Behold the severity of God's discipline. He disciplines those whom he loves. Yet also behold the mercy of Miriam's father. Miriam's father loved her. He loved her too much to leave her in her sin. And in love, he did not like Atham and Abiram open the ground and swallow up Miriam and Aaron. He did not send down fire from heaven like Korah in his rebellion and burn them up. No, as a loving father, he met them where they were. He rebuked them for their sin. He gave opportunity for repentance. And he disciplined them in order to restore them. This is our father who does the same for all those who are his children. And so may the Lord help us to receive his rebuke today and to respond with dealing with any of these sins in our lives, lest the discipline of the Lord come upon us in a severe way. And may we pray 
for the church, for God's people. That God would cleanse us from these sins of envy, of slandering one another, of self-promotion before one another, that we may enjoy the Father's blessing and fellowship once again. Praise the Lord.